feeding us and feeling and feeding us, Lord, with your word. We thank you, Father, because by by, by by your design, oh God, we are being healed and restored in our bodies, in our minds and in our souls. And so, Father, we thank you for your daughter, Apostle E.C. Geneva. We lift her before you. We thank you, Lord, because we know, Lord Jesus, that you are strengthening her in the name of Jesus. Father, we commit her health into your hands. We pray, oh God, that you will perfect that which concerns her in the mighty name of Jesus we plead the blood of Jesus upon her and round about her, O oh God, upon her home and round about her affairs, O oh God, upon her family and everything that concerns her, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray that your mighty hand will continue to rest upon her. We pray, O oh God, that your blessings will continue to speak over her life. We pray, O oh God, that you will restore, Lord, whatever it is that may have been stolen in time past, in present, or even in the future. We pray, O oh God, that your your spirit will restore, your word will restore, your presence, oh God, and your will will restore her life and everything that concerns her in the name of Jesus. We declare over her that she is healed, oh God, in Jesus' precious name. No weapon formed against her will prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus, as she continues to take her place, Lord, in her calling, Lord, to be a source of strength, oh God, and a deliverer in this generation, we ask and we pray, almighty God, that you will continually and consistently, Lord, um, keep your hedge of protection, Lord, round about her, my God, in the name of Jesus. The enemy will find no way and no place, Lord, Father, to plunder her life or her affairs. In Jesus' precious name we pray. We declare and we agree with your word, Lord, as we say that in his well with her soul, spirit, and body. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. So this morning, we're just going to be praying. Um, yesterday, we started, um, Apostle Isi started teaching and praying about dreams and visions, you know, and it's a topic that we've covered in time past, but there was just, there was a, a depth in the word that the Lord um, caused us to come into yesterday, you know, concerning the topic of dreams and visions um, and their interpretations. And we know through scriptures that, um, for you to be able to communicate or to be blessed, you know, fully as a child of God, um, as, as a person of the kingdom of God, you must understand dreams and visions. You cannot be a stranger to dreams and visions. We see it through scriptures. There were great men in, in the Bible that had encounters, you know, um, through dreams, um, through visions, you know, and we look at the life of um, Solomon, for instance, you know, he had an encounter with God. It was in a dream that he heard the Lord speaking to him, you know, and and and, and that was a dream that distinguished and, and that was a season that distinguished and caused a shift in his life. There are so many people in scriptures that we see through their dreams, you know, um, a shift um, happened even after that encounter with God. We also see in the life of Jacob, you know, um, at, 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 at Bethel and also at Penel. Um, at Penel, he was wrestling with the angel, but at Bethel, the Bible tells us that um, he went to sleep and then he woke up and what he said was, oh, the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. So there is something that is given to us even in dreams. There is a presence of God that we experience and we encounter in our dreams. And so you cannot be ignorant when it comes to your dreams and um, visions. It is something that the Lord, you know, um, um, 
desires for us to walk in. It is something that the Lord desires for us to encounter. The Bible tells us that in the last days, and that was the scripture that we looked at yesterday. He said, the Bible, the word of God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So the Lord is pouring out his spirit upon each and every one of us. And the result of outpour of the spirit is um, having dreams and visions and, you know, being able to prophesy. So dreams, visions, and the prophetic. I dare say that this is the season, uh, as we know already, actually, of dreaming, of having visions, and walking in the prophetic. And it is not just to have the dreams and the visions, but what it propels us to do is to prophesy and to decree and to declare the will of God with accuracy, Praise God. And so this morning, I want us to begin to pray, you know, um, concerning dreams, visions, revelations. You know, um, I want us to pray. Um, I, there may be people on this on this call that are not even, you may say, oh, I've never had a dream before. I don't know that I have dreams. I've had any um, anything significant happen in my dream. There's some people that feel like when it comes to dreams and visions, maybe when they wake up in the morning, they don't remember. Some people may have had those channels locked or closed for whatever reason. And one of the reasons I find that, you know, your dreams and your visions, maybe you were someone that used to dream, you know, um, and have um, revelations, um, at night or, you know, whenever you went to sleep before and all of a sudden it seemed like you stopped receiving, um, um, you know, dreams and you stopped receiving visions. One of the reasons why that could happen is because of poor stewardship, you know, and what that means is when the Lord reveals something to you, how we respond to the revelation of God. First, it is by thanksgiving. Secondly, we brood on it. Um, um, thirdly, we stay on it until the Lord reveals it to us. There's one thing I learned about burdens. You see, you don't, when the Lord gives you a burden, and when we talk about burdens, a dream could be a burden. You know, the Lord could lay something in your heart through a dream. It could be a burden for um, a community, for a people, for a nation, for a sector for an industry, it could be for anything. When the Lord lays a burden on your heart, when the Lord gives you a burden, you stay on it until the Lord releases and lifts up that burden. You stay in prayer until the Lord reveals fully his heart and his intent. But there are some people, you know, for maybe by reason of ignorance, the Lord has revealed things to them in time past, but they didn't understand how to properly steward it. So maybe they stayed in the place of prayer. Maybe they gave thanks Maybe they were excited about what they saw in their dream or in a vision, you know, but did not stay on it. They did not stay with the spirits. They did not um, stay to brood, you know, um, on the matter as the Lord gives to them. And shortly after that, it went away. The Lord will reveal other things to you again. And if that's a continuous, you know, pattern, it's only a matter of time before those encounters may stop. And so I want us to pray this morning. You know, maybe we can even start by repenting. I know that this season of prayer, rain, we've done a lot of repentance, but you see, repenting is not just saying you are sorry. Repenting is changing the way that you think. Repenting is changing your mind. Repenting is changing your mindset. Repenting is choosing to do something different. Repentance, what makes repentance potent and powerful is that you take on a new strategy 
and you say, this is what I used to do before, but I do this no more. And this is what I will do now. And this is the how. It is not just making a um, making a decision, you know, or making a resolution, but coming, but receiving the strategy that will sustain that decision. Praise God. I hope you're still with me. So I want you to lift up your voice this morning and maybe you, we may need to repent. I just say, Father, this morning, I repent for all the times that you reveal things to me, Lord, and I did not steward them for all the signals that you have shown me from heaven, for all the words that you have spoken to me in time past, for every instruction that you have given me, for every direction that you have revealed to me. Father, whether it be in my dreams, Father, whether it be in visions, whether it be prophetic words that I have received, oh God, but Lord, I did not steward. Father, every time that I took your word for granted in my life, yes, Lord, I repent this morning. I repent, oh God, for taking your voice and taking your word for granted. I repent, oh God, for the times that I looked to my strength, Lord, to even bear your burdens. Yes, Lord, because it is not by my strength that I am able to bear the burdens of, of the divine, Lord, but it is by the strength of Christ Jesus. Every time I looked to myself, every time I looked to my strength, every time I allowed the weaknesses of the flesh or my humanity dictate how I steward my dreams, Lord, or steward your word. Father, I repent this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, this morning, we, your people, we come before you, Lord, with repentant hearts, Lord. Every way, Lord, that we have not um, partnered with you, Lord. Every time we have not partnered properly with you, oh God, every time we have left your will, Lord, and, and and your business unattended to, Lord. Every time we have given off an attitude, Lord, that is like a desiccal, Lord, when it comes to the issues of the kingdom, Lord, this morning we repent, O oh God. We repent, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we understand that true repentance, Lord, comes from having um, 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 new strategies. And Lord, this morning, we ask, Lord, that you will show us the way. We ask, Lord, that you will teach us the strategies of the Spirit of oh God, in the name of Jesus, regardless, Lord, of the inconsistencies of the flesh, regardless, Lord, of the weaknesses of our humanity, oh God, we pray that by your spirit, you would deliver to us the strategies that are required, Lord, to sustain and to steward your word and your will and everything that you reveal to us in this season, in Jesus' name. I hope you are praying this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Father, pray this morning that by your spirit, Lord, you will quicken us, Lord, Father, in diligence. You will quicken us, Lord, in diligence. You will quicken us, Lord, in diligence in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we will be diligent. Mm. 
Lord, in the way that we attend to the matters, Lord, of your heart, in the way that we attend, oh God, even to the revelations, Lord, that you release and reveal to us in Jesus' precious name, intelligence, oh God, like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, Baba, we speak, oh God, to every area and aspect of our lives. And we say, hear the word of the Lord this morning. As the spirit of the Lord is released and poured out upon our flesh, we respond in diligence. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Oh, I see Apostle Isi here. P.I., good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Stephanie. I made it. You made it. Welcome. <laughs> Thank welcome. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had sent Pastor Stephanie um, a message that I couldn't make it this morning because I was really struggling. Like I was coughing, 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 you know, sneezing and then coughing and then throwing about like that. This is too much. I need, I need to sleep. So <clears throat> while I was in my sleep, I then started dreaming of you guys. Just having this dream of uh I told Stephanie I couldn't make it. And then I started seeing in the dream the backstory of the consequences of me not being here and the topic of so in my dream I was seeing um like the expanded event um events you know that would have happened or should have happened by reason of teaching the topic on dreams and visions and it just became a just very messy. So right in the gym, I was like, you know, can I just wake up and go take this place? Thank please. You know? <laughs> so here I am, um, taking some Terra flu and prayer, and we're up. So let's do this. Father, we bless you and we thank you. Uh, <clears throat> you are the eternal and everlasting king. You are the God that has set the events of the earth in place even before anyone ever knew that the earth would be created. It is within you, O God, that all things consist. You are indeed the Alpha and the Omega. You are the Alpha, not just because you were in the beginning. You are the Alpha because the beginning is in you. So, Baba, we thank you because the knowledge of the fact that all things consist in you, gives us the strength, gives us the confidence that we need to approach life, knowing fully well that the God we worship is not subject to the same rules, is not subject to the same consequences, is not subject to the same effects of life and creation. He sits above it all, he reigns above it all, he rules above it all. Father, because of this, Lord Jesus, we have confidence. We stand tall in the knowledge of your goodness and your power and your sovereignty. Lord, we bless you, O oh God, because you have spoken to us concerning your divine nature that is at work within us. So Father, today we thank you. And once again, we receive that divine nature. 
You say, precious Holy Spirit, if there be any part of it, Lord God, that has not been fully appropriated in us, let it be appropriated in us today, in the name of Jesus. Father, we open our minds, we open our hearts, we open our spirits to the multiple, multiple, multiple expressions and manifestations of the divine life. We ask, oh God, that Father, let us begin to have testimonies concerning these expressions in us. In the name of our Lord Jesus, God, I bless you for divine supernatural intelligence that is being released onto people this day. I bless you, oh God, for spiritual strategies. I bless you, oh God, um, for, for, for spiritual security systems, oh God, that you are teaching us to build around ourselves and around our lives. Father, we give you praise and we thank you because this is the season indeed to build for you. This is the season indeed to erect structures, to build structures within our lives and to build structures around our lives. Father, we receive the intelligence, the wisdom, and the knowledge on how to execute this commission in the name of our Lord Jesus. God, we thank you because we know, oh Lord, that every time we appear before you, we are going upward. We are on an upward journey. We are on a journey of ascension. We are on a journey of increase, rapid increase into the heart and thoughts of God. Father, we thank you. Thank you because you have opened your hearts to us on this platform. You've opened it to us, oh God, as a highway in the spirit. Every time we come before you, every time we sit before you, we are ascending, oh God, into the deep places of your heart. So today, Kelamantos Govelek, Lord God, we ask that you open once again the way, the door, the road of this journey of deeper revelation, this journey of deeper understanding of the heart of the Father. In Katiga Liga onto Koske Fele Dila. Once again, we ask that you train us, oh God, to be awakened to your voice and to the speakings of your words. That we will be Christians who are experts and skilled at discerning the voice of the Father. Take away any spirit of ignorance away from us in the name of Jesus. Any spirit of idolatry that is connected to culture that makes it impossible for our hearts to enthrone you as king. Father, let every spirit of idolatry be brought down today in the name of Jesus. Show us the idols in our hearts. Show us the idols in our souls. Show us the idols in our spirits. Those that we have given space, those that we have elevated above your word, the idols that make it impossible for your word to take its rightful place in our lives, the idols that have made it impossible for us to respond 
respond to instructions you have given us clearly. The idols that have made it impossible for us to receive the dreams that you have given to us. For I perceive in my spirit that the Lord is speaking about idols in the hearts of some people this morning, in the hearts of all of us. Idols, things that we have elevated. Some of the idols are fears. Some of the idols are need. Some of the idols are passion. Some of the idols are monetary. Some of the idols are positional. Some of the idols have to do with pride. Some of the idols are cultural, but we have attached so much need and value to them that even when the word of the Lord comes to us in dreams, in visions, prophecies, scriptures, it is almost impossible for us to receive the word because we have given those idols a sure footing and a sure place. And we have said nothing can move it out of place. But today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let every idol, let every idol, let them begin to shake from their roots, let them be uprooted this morning by the power of revelation, by the power of revelation, by the spirit of revelation, in Father reveal, Father reveal, Father reveal, Father reveal, Father reveal. Ezele velele meluka sam paradeisha ika parondoske paradeiska paradanka tose iska fantele dilakata. Those things that have made it so hard for your daughters, for your sons, ha, to receive and respond to your word. Ha. You have said it again and again and again, ha. But because they feel like I need this so much, ha, they have refused to respond. Father, today. Challenge the challenger. Glorify yourself. Let Dagon fall to his face. Because the act of God is in the midst of us. Pray, 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 pray for yourself. Pray for your heart. Pray for your soul. Pray for your spirit. For some of you, you are still dealing with soul ties. People that you have dated years ago. You are married. You are still struggling. Today, for some of you, the Lord has told you to make some shift, but you are unable to make some shift because you have elevated a certain position, a certain ranking, certain financial status, certain location. You've elevated it in your heart above the knowledge of God's will. Lord, we repent of idolatry the Lord said there are some women here you have made your emotions your idol as long as it is not satisfied you don't want to hear you don't want to hear no matter what God says you don't want to hear your emotion has become your God and your king today dethrone it give God the place that he deserves give God the place that should be his give God the place that is his give God the place that is his in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we repent. Lord, we repent. 
of idol worship. Lord, we repent of idol worship. For some of you, it's your children that have become your idols. God has said, go and get a master's. You say, ah, no. Hey, we do the laundry. For some of you, your spouses have become so no matter the amount of times that the prophecy comes you are unable to respond because you have locked in your heart that your ultimate satisfaction is the joy of your spouse today God, we repent of idol worship, we repent of idolatry in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have mercy on us, have mercy on my soul, have mercy on my spirit, have mercy on my mind. Father, break me out of the spirit of idolatry. Elevate me, oh God, to become a spiritual woman that nothing, nothing in this life, oh God, will be elevated above you. Father, evil spiritual idolatry, break your people out of it today in the name of Jesus. Idolatry where they have idolized pastors, they have idolized prophets, they have idolized churches, they have idolized particular styles of worship. My God, break them out. They have idolized um, cherubim, seraphims, angels. They have idolized the supernatural. My God, break us out. Let the only thing that is our standard and parameter is Jesus. Let all the glory be returned to Jesus. Let all the honor be returned to Jesus. Let all adoration be returned to Jesus. I hope you are praying for yourself. I hope you are praying for yourself. Baba, break me out because idolatry is a spirit that opens the door to the attack of Laban. And I need you to understand what is going on here. Laban will keep chasing you and keep chasing your family as long as you have his idols with you. He will keep running after your household. The spirit of Laban enslaves people. The spirit of Laban will hold a Jacob that has a covenant with God, that has the potential to be the expression of God, that has the potential to bet Israel, the tribes of God. But Jacob will never be free to be transformed into Israel. We never be free to see the vastness of his capacity as long as he's yet holding the idols of Laban in his house. He was even married to an idol worshiper. And because of that, the, the fact that Rachel was carrying the idols, it opened the door for Laban to chase. You need to understand what I'm talking about. Let the spirit of Laban be broken off your houses today. Let the spirit of Laban be broken off your lives today. Let the spirit of Laban be broken off your ministry that keeps you in a repeated cycle, promises that never amount to anything. Just when you think, yes, you have gotten it, he will tell you he will negotiate the contract with you again to hold you bound in that same system, to hold you bound in that same cycle. You never are able to express the vastness of your capacity. Even when God wants to help you, the most he can give to you is to help you to have um, speckled sheep 
He can never give you the fullness. Why? Because you are still under labor's territory. You have tried to run, but you've not been able to escape it. Even though you left Laban's house, that Laban stronghold still comes to meet you where you are. Why? You are still carrying the idols from his house. You have to break it off you. As long as the children yet idolize Egypt, they never entered the promised land. You have to de-idolize Egypt. You have to de-idolize Laban and Laban's system. If you are going to become the Israel of God, if you are going to become the, the one that executes the promise of God, you need to reject, renounce, and be determined in your heart that there is nothing that is better than the will of God for your life. Come on, somebody, declare it. There is nothing that is better than the will of God for my life. There is no one that is greater than the will of God for my life. Even my desires, my imaginations are not greater than God's will. Even my hopes and my dreams are not bigger than God's will. Even my vision is not greater than God's will. My desire is not greater than God's will. My emotions are not better than God's will. I declare over myself that I am subject to the will of God. I am subject to the desires of God. I remove every idol that I have embraced that has made me a moving target for Laban, the spirit of Laban, the spirit of Pharaoh, the spirit of Egypt to continually chase after me and to catch up with me. Even when I think I have hidden the business, the business yet crumbles at the feet of Pharaoh. Why? Because you still have Pharaoh's system and Pharaoh captivity locked in your heart and you yet desire the bread from Egypt. Ah, somebody prayed this morning. Somebody has left an abusive marriage, but yet you are behaving like an abused person. Even when God gives you new opportunities for remarriage, you are never able to make it work because you are yet carrying the idol of the pain that you went through. You are carrying the idol of the shame and the frustration. So the realness, the beauty of your life is locked under layers of the idol of your experience with Egypt. Ah, Baba, this morning, the refiner, the refiner, the purifier. Remove, 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 remove that we might be free, oh God. You say you turn, you turn and you overturn until it comes to our turn. Let it come to the turn of true spirituality in me. Let it come to the turn of true spirituality in me. Remove the idols. But by help me, I renounce them by the blood of Jesus. Somebody begin to renounce. If you know them, name them. If you know them, name them. <laughs> For some of you, it is the idol of unforgiveness of your father. That is the reason why the curses in their homes can still have access to you. That is why the brokenness in your father's lineage is still manifesting itself in your life. Why? Because you have idolized her. The fact that you can never forgive. You cannot get past that matter. You can renounce it this morning. Don't you want to fulfill destiny? Don't you want to come into the fullness? Your desire for the fullness of your life is it not greater than your desire to hold on to pain renounce this morning i renounce every pain i feel the anointing of the holy ghost right now i renounce 
renounce the effect of every pain in my life. I renounce it. I dethrone her. I dethrone my holding onto that shame and that fear. I dethrone it in the name of Jesus. I dethrone her. Every idol of money, come on, name it money, name it fashion, culture, they need to be received. Ah, denounce it right now. They need to be on the winning team, the best team. Denounce it right now. You always want to be on top of everything. Dena begin to denounce it today that my God, I do not elevate anything or anyone else above you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, ah, Marosete. Thank you, my God, because you are taking us on a journey of freedom. Thank you, my God, because you are taking us on a journey of liberty. Thank you, my God, because you are taking us on a journey of release. Thank you, my God, because you are taking us on a journey of the true manifestation of the divine life. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to make things new by reason of the blood of Jesus. We accept the offer of your spirit this morning to denounce, to dethrone every idol in our hearts, in our souls, in our spirit, in our minds. Father, we declare this morning that Christ is elevated above all on the inside of us in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare this morning that we give ourselves wholly and completely to Jesus, wholly and completely to the desires of Christ in the name of Jesus. Father, we receive all that you have for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Spirit-filled sisters, mute your mic, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you, Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say amen. Say amen. Say amen. If you amen. are there, amen. Lord is doing amen. the work. Amen. 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 We are removing trackers of hell. Idols are one way by which hell tracks you. If they cannot find you, if God has put a hedge around you, they will use their idols. Jesus said Satan came, but he found nothing in me. That means Satan is always coming to look for a part and a portion of himself inside you. There is something that I always say, you cannot use Satan's equipment and Satan's armor to defeat his kingdom, impossible, you know. So if you're going to defeat him, you must renounce, you must take out everything that belongs to him and give it back to him and say, no, 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 no. I don't need it. I don't want it. And you must trust the Lord. This evening, while I was feeling so sick and as I laid on my bed, I was feeling so sick and, you know, as I stayed there, I just began to pray and I said, God, 
you know, I know that when the body is weak, there's something about the weakness of the body that can lie to you, to deceive you, to think your spirit is also weak. Those are two different things. Your body can be weak, but your spirit to be alive. That's why the apostle said, even though my outward man perishes, yet my inward man is renewed daily. So my outward man can be looking like whatever, but my inward man is on fire. So right there, I just began to once again re-engage, re-engage with, um, with the God of my faith. And I said, Lord, I, I, and I started declaring my weaknesses again. And I started declaring the weaknesses of my soul. And I said, God, these are the things I'm struggling with, Lord. You know, I said, well, Father, I want to present it before you. I don't want Satan to take the opportunity of my physical weakness to draw me back or to draw me to places I have walked away from, whether emotionally, spiritually, mentally. So Lord God, I just present it once again to you, oh God. And Lord, I, I, I give you myself, my hand, my heart, my mind. And I ask, Lord, I do not deny that I struggle, but Father, I just ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you reposition my mind, you position my mind on truth, you position my mind on, on purity, position my mind on clarity, Lord God, I want to do your will, I am not of day that draw back onto perdition, but I stand sure, I am not of day that put my hand on the plow, oh God, but I turn my attention away from the plow, my God, I fix my attention on your plow, in the name of the Lord Lord Jesus, I declare that my spirit, my mind, my emotions are able to carry the weight of my calling in the name of the Lord Jesus. I am a focused minister. I'm a focused believer. I am a consecrated priest unto God. Father, I choose you again and again. I give my life to Jesus once again. I give my heart to Jesus. These were my prayers as I laid on the bed. So it is almost as if I get born again, 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 every day, all over, again, again, and again. Every time I realize a crack inside me, every time I realize a weakness inside me, a brokenness inside me, I don't deny it. The Bible says that when you pray, you should pray in spirit and in truth. Every time I realize that the, that, that, that the positions of any constituent of my being does not align with the truth of God's word, I take it as an opportunity to bring that part of my being under the governance of truth because I cannot truly pray if I'm only praying by the spirit, but my heart is not in the position of truth. My prayer will not amount to much. So both my heart has to receive truth and my spirit needs to connect to the spirit of God for my prayer to be effective. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I am not a true worshiper. If I leave all the worship to the spirit, I must do the labor of coming into truth. So in your home, what is the standard of God's truth? What has God said that you are turning away from, that you are refusing to embrace? Has that thing become an idol? Has your perspective become your idol? Has your need to express your own opinion become an idol in your life to the point where you have become so blinded to see that God speaks in multiple ways and he has many opinions? Father, we thank you because my, my father will say, my earthly father will say that the day when person wake up or at the time when person wake up night, they say good morning. Now when person wake up night morning, they start basically to say that, listen, God is aware of when you are awakened to truth. And the moment you are awakened to truth, God makes it a new day for you. 
So I declare unto you that it is a new day for you. To anyone on this call that has repented of anything today and has said, God, I want to position and reposition my heart. I declare to you by the blood of Jesus that the grace for the new day is released upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. I stand as a witness of the grace of God for a man to be transformed, for a man to take down the idols that have even followed him from his father's house. I stand as a witness of the uprooting power of the Holy Ghost and the reposition of God. The Bible says, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. As long as I am testifying that I, I have been delivered several times from idolatry, as I'm prophesying it, as I'm declaring it, testifying of it, and prophesying to you. So I prophesy to you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you also are delivered from the spirit of idolatry. You also have the power, the insights to see idols as they pop up in your life in the name of Jesus. From today, I say that the Holy Ghost will terrorize you. You will begin to see, you will begin to see every idol in your life that you have elevated. From today, you will not know rest until like um, Gideon, you uproot all the idols in your father's house. You break down, you break it down, you break it down. And you know, when we think of idols, we think about only Shongo or Romila and all those things. No, there are idols that were passed down to us. There were things our parents idolized and you grew up idolizing them. There were ways your mother taught you to imagine and you grew up idolizing that position to the point that even when Jesus is saying, no, your husband does not have to be like your mother's husband band and your position does that you can't see it because why you have raised the idol father in the name of jesus we declare that only you are wise so anything that does not align with your wisdom lord we dethrone it today by the power of the holy spirit in jesus name why because we must rest because we must have peace in this life and peace is a product of alignment with god's government so god i declare that let peace, the army of peace, be released into the lives of your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. You know, I just felt the Holy Ghost wanting us to go in that direction. I don't know who it's for, and I don't know why, but I know that there is somebody here that the Lord really, truly um, needed to take in the direction of dethroning idols. And we're going to go on today. If there's anybody you believe that should be on this call right now, I need you to reach out to them, send them the, 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 the link again, you know, and wake them up, call them and say, hey, hey, get up, get up, get up, get up. You know, because the Lord is doing a work. He's uprooting and he's rebuilding and he's reestablishing in the name of our Lord Jesus. So, you know, we're on the topic of dreams and visions. And yesterday we were connecting it to the word of God. And the Holy Spirit was doing a really brilliant work of making a connection between his word and um, dreams, visions, prophecies. Why? Because he was talking about how he speaks, you know, through this and how we must honor and respect his voice at all times, you know, but while we're praying and as I was, because I was about to enter the teaching and we started praying and the Lord took me to that thing about idols, because if we were talking about honoring God's word, you know, then why is it impossible? Why is it hard for some of us to receive God's word? And God began to speak to me about idols. You know, I was started praying about the determining of idols. <clears throat> but, you know, the Lord 
um, that's when the Lord began to speak about the spirit of Laban. And I really feel so strongly that for somebody here that you need to break off that spirit of Laban from your life. And that spirit of Laban is the spirit of enslavement. You know, the spirit that wants to hold you bound to a system of life. It holds not just your finances or economic life bound, the spirit of labor also holds your family life bound so that your family is never able to come into the liberty and expression and joy of life because you are within the household of Laban, it's almost like as if Laban sits as a spirit that controls when you know you can be happy, when you can have um, um, access to your family, to your wealth, to your children, you know, and all of that. It, it wants to determine the pace of your life. It wants to handle the timings of your life. So you have to be able to recognize these spirits and when they are trying to throw their net over you so that you will know how to escape them and you can enter into God's freedom, you know, so, and these spirits manifest themselves in different systems. They manifest themselves in systems, they manifest themselves in people, they manifest themselves in locations, they manifest themselves in tradition, in culture. So every time you see a thing arising, you have to have the capacity to step back and to ask yourself, where is this thing coming from? What is the intention of this thing? What does it carry? What does it hope to establish in my life? And so I pray that in the name of our Lord Jesus, that God will give us the grace to be able to tear down any of those idols in Jesus' name. Another thing that God spoke to me about while we're praying just now is a false priesthood, a, a false priesthood or a deceitful priesthood that empowers the people to continually, um, to continually exhaust their idols. It's a false priesthood. It's actually a demonic priesthood. And the Lord spoke to me from Genesis, um, Genesis 31, you know, which is a story of, let's go there real quickly. Let me see. The story of, um, what's his name now? Aaron, assisting the people in helping them build the golden calf. If anybody is there, please read it to me. The part where the golden calf had been built and then Aaron came and said, this, this is your Lord. Tomorrow we shall come and we shall worship him. And when Aaron built an altar in front of the golden calf, is anybody there? If you are there, please find that scripture for me real quickly. <clears throat> Exodus, sorry, not Genesis. Exodus, I think, 31. Oh, I think it's Exodus. Has anybody found it? No, it's not Exodus 31. Exodus 32. Yeah. 32. Is it 32? 32. Yes. The golden calf. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, uh, Make up gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all of the people took off the things, I mean the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand 
and fashioned it with a graven tool and made a golden calf. And they said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And every Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings. Thank you. Thank you. And they offered burnt offerings and all of that. Now, I need you to look at that scripture very carefully. Be careful of a false priesthood that encourages you to elevate, exalt, and celebrate the idols in your heart. That even assists you to build spiritual structures around your idols in your heart. Now, here are these people who wanted Egypt so much. They wanted that life. They wanted that this, that. That, that whole expression, there was something about the life of Egypt that had not left them. And they are going through this season where the Lord is trying to purge them because in the wisdom of God, the God that you worship, the God that you exalt, the God that you idolize is the God that influences your life. So the Bible says you are a servant to him that you yield yourself to obey. The Lord's hope and dream was to make them free of this broken um, God and this fallen angels that they worshipped in Egypt to make them free of them and for them to enter their liberty so that they are not only physical landowners but they enter into their spiritual estate. Now, you have to understand because the children of Israel were carriers of covenant, so it was expedient that they be liberated because in their liberty was the liberation of future generations. But here are they still idolizing Egypt in their heart. So that's how Satan is able to catch a lot of Christians because for a lot of Christians, you give your life to Christ, but you don't give your heart to Christ. And as long as you don't give your heart to Christ, it is possible for Satan to consistently still visit you and to pull you back into the same act and into the same decision-making system that kept you in captivity before Christ. So even though your spirit is saved, yet your soul is bound by the desires of a former life. So it becomes possible for you to be moved up and down like a yo-yo. Now, why does the Bible say do not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine? What is doctrine? Doctrine is standardized, um, um, standardized worship, standardized mentality. What you what what is given to you as a method of living and as a method of life. So for many people, they give their lives to Christ, their spirits to Christ, but they have a different standardized method of living, and that's why they are consistently being tossed. They don't find stability in the life of Christ. Why? Because they have idolized a different way. So here are the children of Israel. They have idolized a different way, but now God is trying to get them into their promise land for the sake of future generation. And that's what we're talking about, divine estates. Divine estates are spiritual and physical. There is something about even physical geography that ties a man with his destiny. We'll touch that another day. But God was trying to move them into their promised land, but it was impossible for them to move them into their physical promised land if they had not embraced their spiritual promised land. So God took them through the wilderness to test them, to 
try them and to see what is in their heart. Why was that important? Because what is in your heart has the capacity to keep you from entering the land that has been promised to you. What is in your heart has the ability to keep you going about round and round in a wilderness. And it is impossible for you to enter the fullness of God. So God had to take out what was in their heart so that what is in their hand can begin to manifest. What God has deposited inside of them from the foundation of the world can come to pass. So that was why they went through the wilderness. So here they were in the wilderness and this thing starts to manifest. This spirit of Egypt, this idolatry that even though, and isn't it funny how even a thing that abused you, you can yet idolize it. Isn't it funny how a thing that broke you, you can yet idolize it. So people don't only idolize the things that are desirable and pleasurable to them. Sometimes they idolize even the things that have broken and shattered them. And so in the midst of idolizing your pain and your brokenness, you don't even know when it shifts from a memory of pain and it shifts into a God of pain that has become master over your life. So that every decision you are making, you are not making it through the lenses of pain as opposed, from the, as opposed to making it from the lenses of the Holy Ghost. And I need you to stay with me because I believe assuredly that chains and fetters are breaking off the feet of somebody this morning because I see it in the realm of the spirit, somebody's feet that has been bound and you have not been able to move into the fullness of destiny. Why? Because of this idolatry, not directly, but because you are holding on to something that God is saying, let it go. Let it go. If not, you will not enter the future. So here are they holding on to Egypt, holding on to everything that Egypt ever offered them. See, let me tell you something. Just because you don't know what the future offers, it does not validate you to retain the glory of the past. Just because you haven't seen the promised land, it does not validate your holding on to the images and the meals of Egypt. Many people will say, if only God will show me what next. If only God will tell me where next. If only God will give me the money that I need to make the move, then I will make it the idol of false safety. That idol of pre-knowledge. Just because they hadn't seen the promised land and just because they didn't know, is it really good? Is it really great? Did not validate before God and in the spirit realm their need to go back to Egypt. You have to be careful. It's very easy for us to look at the children of Israel and judge them. While we are yet going through our own current modern day wilderness, we are going through it. Remember what I told you guys. Ah, Father, I see it. I see it. Ah, did somebody just see the connection between the word dreams, vision, prophecy, and what we're talking about right now? Because the word wilderness is from the root word. Remember, I taught you guys the bar. And the word the bar is to speak and it's the voice of God. So that means every time that the voice of God is speaking and is being released to you, you are passing through a wilderness. Remember what the Bible says through uh, concerning um, um, Joseph, that until the word of the Lord tried him, the word did not come to pass. So every time that a word is given to you, you are automatically enrolled in the school of the wilderness. Why? Because the wilderness means the bar, the voice of God to speak. So you are going through the wilderness is the place where 
the word is tested, where the things that God has said to you is tried on the inside of you. So every time God speaks to you in a dream, a vision, and a prophecy, I need you to remember the children of Israel and to note all the things that made them failed, all the things that made it impossible for them to enter the promised land on time, all the things that kept them in repeated cycles of brokenness, fear, shame, snake bites, everything that plagued them in the wilderness, go and list it down, remember it, because every time a word is released to you, every time you are going through the the bar of God's word, what is happening to you is that you are going through your wilderness. You are being tried. You are being pre-qualified for a promised land because the, 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 the word for wilderness is midbar and midbar comes from the bar, you know. So just a little thing there. I hope we're still together. Now, here are they in the wilderness and Moses had delayed. So they decided that the delay was for them to go and raise an altar. Listen to me. In the same way, but where did Moses go to? They could see the thunder, the lightning, the fire, the mountain, all of those burnings going on right there. They knew the presence of God was there. They were standing right under the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day. The supernatural, miraculous hand of God was present all around them. The glory of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God, the manifestation. Manna was falling daily. The supernatural was at work. That's why I tell people, be careful. Don't chase after supernatural without having the foundation of the word of the Lord because you will fail in a midbar if you don't know the dabar. If the dabar is not locked in your heart, in the midst of a midbar, you will fail and you will enter cycle. You'll just be going around and around like a clot in a washing machine, never amounting to anything powerful. So that's the problem. So they, or this, these guys had, they were seeing all of this supernatural, but the God of the supernatural was not in their hearts. The God, the desire for that God, the desire for the true worship of him was not in their hearts. They went, wow, and oh, about the supernatural. They wowed when the Red Sea parted. They came out on the other side and they sang with their tambourines and danced. But yet the God that they danced to, they did not know. They had no desire for that God. They had no desire to worship him as God. But they worshiped his act and they worshiped his deed. I am saying this because you see, when we began January and the Lord began to speak about divination, I was very weary. I told Pastor Stephanie, I don't understand this prayer, no. I don't understand divination, divine, all these things. I wanted, I had a different curriculum built on building, shift, and all of those things. And the Lord just swung us in a different direction. I have a feeling because I said it to you, this 2023, God is trying to establish you. God is trying to establish your children, your families for the future. But there are some things that he needs to take out. There are some levels of enlightenment you need to come into so that you can be qualified to engage on the level of God. So here are they, in the midst of the supernatural. That's why... Miracles, signs, and wonders are not God Himself. <laughs> Excuse me, miracles, signs, and wonders are meant to point you to God. That's why a person can be in the midst of a church that works miracles. A person can have pastors as their best friends, yet they are idol worshippers, yet they are not bowed before God, yet their hearts have not surrendered to the King. 
So we have to be very, very careful. So here they order all of this supernatural, but their hearts desired something else, Egypt. Their hearts desired something else, onions and garlic. Their hearts desired something else. So what did that result in? That's why you may say, when you come on prayer, I'm always like, let us repent. Let us turn around. You may be thinking, ah, which kind of repentance pastor is this one? Every day repent. Once and for all, he that the son that set free is free indeed. But are you really free? Has the son set you free? Have you met the son? Have you given your life to the son? Have you given your spirit to the son? When you ask some people, when did you get saved? Some cannot point to the day they got saved. Some are not even saved. Some people that call themselves Christians have never actually purposefully, intentionally consecrated, dedicated their lives to God. They've never had an experience where their hearts broke in wailing and in crying. They surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have to be very careful and ask ourselves again and again, has every area of our lives really been given to Jesus? So when I say this, repent, repent, is why? Because we are standing under the weight of his word. We are going to the midbar called life because our lives have been crafted and shaped by the word of the Lord. So every one of us is within the dealings of his word and being, the word is trying us to come to pass. So when you are in that place, you have to check it always. This was what the children of Israel did not do. That's why they fell, because every unchecked Egyptian desire would always lead to you raising a golden calf under the pillar of fire and under the pillar of cloud. Every unchecked one. That's why you can find a pastor that is sleeping around, but he refuses to leave his position. He never repaints, but he's still sleeping around and he's still walking signs and wonders. Why? Because he's the same God. He gives the manna, the bread for his children because he needs to sustain them because in their future is the possibility of them being the ones that carry and disseminate the covenant to the whole world. So God does not judge a matter by the momentary idolatry. God is looking to the future and what the future holds, but it is in your best interests to submit quickly to God. This day, if you hear the word of the Lord, did not your heart, respond quickly because you will eventually pay the price for your delay. It will be paid in your bloodline. So that's why you can have them in the midst of it. Mana is falling. Their clothes, they, nev they never had to sew new clothes. Their shoes never outgrew their legs. Their shoes grew with them. Their clothes grew with them. The mana was falling. That's why when people say to me, ah, I'm an apostle in the marketplace. I say, what does that really mean? Oh, I'm an apostle. I, I'm a chunky, not financial. Hey! The Lord God Almighty said, listen. If I need a food to eat, will I ask you? If I need a house to live in, will I ask you? Can I not take care of myself? Am I not the all-sufficient one? Is one of my names not called Jireh? I don't need you to finance my kingdom. I don't need you to finance my gospel. The Lord said many times when God met rich men for the sake of their redemption, Jesus said to them, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor. These days, Zacchaeus, go and gather the money. Everybody you have cheated, everybody you have robbed, go and give them the money. When Jesus met with rich people, he was always 
after their salvation, after their consecration, after their repentance, because he knows your money cannot save you. He is not a demonic God that you sell, that you use money to entice. Jesus has paid the price. Jesus is the eternal permanent sacrifice that is needed. We don't need any other sacrifice on the altar in this priesthood. The blood of Jesus is the finite and infinite sacrifice that is needed. Save yourself first. Save yourself. Your money cannot save you. Only the blood of Jesus. Your money cannot save you. Only a consecrated life. Your money cannot buy you a place in heaven. Any doctrine that you cannot find in scripture, you must go back and reject it. Your money does not guarantee you a place in heaven. If not, the rich man would not be in hell crying out to the, to, 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 to the beggar in Abraham's bosom. He would have been in Abraham's bosom. I'm telling you this thing because the Lord says this morning, be careful of false priests. Be careful of demonic priests. Be careful of priests of idolatry that help you to exalt and to build altars and to raise altars. They use their priesthood and they use the intelligence of their priesthood to help you justify the idols in your heart. Can be very dangerous. An ironic priesthood. Very dangerous. Everything that Moses taught them, they will bring it to play to help you justify what kind of priest, what kind of prophet will help you justify how to do things that scripture says should not be. We help you justify how to remove somebody from their marital home. What manner of demonic prophet is that? What kind of prophet will help you justify how to, how to, we give you a prophecy concerning how to brutal bribe to gain a contract. That is not of the Lord. That is the kind of demonic priesthood that was raised when Aaron responded to the cry of the people because the priest himself has not dealt with his Egypt. The priest himself has not dealt with his need for recognition. So what then happens is the moment he hears the cry of the people, he stirs up his anointing to use it to meet their cry as opposed to use it to tell them, consecrate yourself these days for who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, the hill that is burning with fire, lightning and thunder. Consecrate yourself, expand your heart that you may be able to be at the God of your deliverance. Be careful. Because where you need to enter this 2023, you must be slippery to the devil. I watched that movie, The Woman King. They will rub oil on their body when they go to battle. So that you are trying to grab them, you can't grab them. That's the way you need to make the word of God and prayer like your pomade. I don't know what they call it. Your cream, you make it your Vaseline, your petroleum jelly. Rub it over your body, consecration, the standards of God, the government of God so that when Satan wants to catch you you are slippery you can't catch you this season you have to because Satan if you think you have golden calf he's bringing the biggest one you have ever seen he's setting it up over the systems and the nations of the world he's trying to rebut Baal when we get to Baal I will teach you people about the Baal the spirit of Baal he's trying to re-erect re, re the worship of Baal all over the nations so those that know their God, 
The Bible says, hey, listen to me. If you love me, you will honor me. You will follow my commandments. They that love their God, they that know their God, they are the ones that will be strong and will do exploits in this season. Only them. Your exploits are limited by the gods that sit over your territory. So for the only, only thing that will make it possible for you to be a person of exploits in this season is that you bypass the God and you rise up into sitting with Christ in heavenly places. I call it seats. I call it seats. Don't be a matter worshiper. I call it seats. That spirit of matter that does not make you sit with the world, that does not make you sit with worship, that does not allow the, the word of the Lord, the desire of God, the consecrations of God to distill into your heart. Ah, I reject that spirit in the name of Jesus. Because what that spirit does is that Jesus will be in the midst of you. You will not know it. You will not have the fullness of him. You'll be working for him, but never encountering him. I break that spirit in the name of Jesus. We must make the encounter of Christ our priority, even in service. The encounter of Christ. So here in the Selekelema Tovegala, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I hear the wheels of destiny turning and I hear the engine rooms of destiny. I hear the Lord putting destinies in place and I see the Lord doing the work of Ezekiel 37 bone to bone. Sign us on the bone. Flesh on the bone. For the Lord says, I am raising a spiritual army for myself. But it must be an army that every part of them has been put in alignment. No disjointing, no brokenness. That they may be able to run the rest that I have set ahead of them. And they may be able to fight the necessary battles for the sake of my kingdom. If you are part of that army, I need you to say an amen. Yes, Lord. Do a work of reconfiguration and restructuring in me. This yeah. day, I wake up in responsibility to contend for my destiny. I am a responsible Christian. I contend Amen. and destiny matters. Declare it over yourself. Declare it over yourself. Declare it over Amen. yourself. Declare Amen. Hey, I Amen. declare that I follow the wheels of my destiny. Declare that word of my wheels of your destiny. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Bone to bone. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For there is no higher calling and no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. I'm amazed at your glory embraced by your power, oh Lord. I live to worship you. There is no higher calling. There is no greater honor. There is no higher altar. There is no greater power than to be able to meet God 
upon the hills and the mountains of worship. This is what we should strive for. This should be our deepest desire. So, I hope my people are with me. So here is the children of worship in the midst of the the children of Israel in the midst of the wilderness, and this demonic priesthood, this false priesthood, not demonic. He was a, a priest, but he was a priest who was not consecrated. His heart was not fully given to God. We are afraid of pastors and prophets and teachers who are afraid of you. They are afraid of them. <laughs> be afraid of a minister that cannot tell you truth be afraid of a minister that when you draw five million like this they begin to shake they cannot look you in the eye again and tell you the thing that they want to tell you be careful because when you are in that kind of system and an Aaron is leading you the day you want to use your gold and silver to build calf they will help you they will be the one that will go and rent vulcanizer that will help you melt the gold and silver. They know what is right. They know that God, Aaron, has, uh, Moses has gone up to go and do the right thing, but they can never tell you to your face. Be very careful. Why am I saying this? Hey, you know this message of heaven and hell. And I've been shouting this since the beginning of this, this, this uh, year. Be very careful. Don't allow yourself be given to a leadership that will dance you and pet you into hellfire. And you yourself, don't be a sheep that your heart only desires the messages that are pleasing to you. Be a sheep that desires the truth of God, that can allow yourself to be subject to the truth of God. You know, there was something that, what was her name? I heard her saying today um, on Instagram, um, I love her so much. Jenny Weavers, you know, and which is something I've been saying. I said every kind of demonic standards that I raised in the kingdom, contend with it. I, I've always said it. I said, I think I said elsewhere, you say things like, and hey, go, go, do not go where you're tolerated, go where you're celebrated. I said, is it in the scripture? Is it in the scripture? Where did the Bible say go where you are celebrated? I said, even Jesus was despised. He was beaten. He was flogged. Jesus was mocked. Even in the cities where he performed signs and wonders, did they tell you that everybody there celebrated him? Did you see the Sanhedrin? Did you see these people? Didn't Jesus tell you, go into the world? He said, for my sake, you'll be persecuted. You'll be hated. You'll be stoned. You'll be this. Jesus told us categorically that if we are preaching the true gospel, we'll go to places where we are never celebrated. So where did he come from? You must be very careful to question every standard by which you are living your life. Even the ones you raise in your heart and you tell yourself the manner in which, be careful. I was talking to Pastor Stephanie about honor and how, you know, the Lord has spoken to me about honor and receiving. I said, but you see, I must be very careful also because for every time that God releases a word, Satan is prepared. He's waiting at the door of that released word, that prophecy, that vision, that dream, that instruction of the Lord. Satan is waiting at that door to open a parallel door beside it. And as you are running, Satan is moving at that same pace, jumping beside you. So that perhaps one day you say, this word is too burdensome. This word is requiring too much from me. And then you, this other door is always left open as an option. And it looks like destruction. 
It sounds like destruction. It feels like destruction. The only thing about this door is that it is laced with your own heart's desire. It is laced with ease. It is laced with demonic peace. It does not challenge your broken standards. So that every time that door is always left open for you to quickly jump in and enter. I said, so in the midst of me receiving the standards of, you know, the way to be honored and the way to be said, I said, ah, I have to keep my eye on that other door because Satan will always want to use every instruction of God that he can pervert and corrupt. He wants to use it to derail your destiny. I hope I'm helping somebody here this morning. So be very careful of priests of idolatry. Priests of idolatry, priests who idolize people and they idolize money and they idolize recognition and they idolize being received. If you have listened to me for years, you will know I have never preached a message like this. I have never preached a message saying, be careful of priests, be careful of pastors. I just teach the truth and say, let the truth help you judge. But this morning, I must speak the word of the Lord. He said, be careful. Evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. That's why God never hid his commandments. He never hid them. Every commandment God gave, he made it public to the people also so that they may be able to judge at the priest upholding the standards that God has committed to all of us. I hope we are together this morning. So what did Aaron do? He built an altar in front of the golden calf to give it a semblance of spiritual worship, to give it a semblance of the God of Israel to give it a semblance of the God of the mountain. Build your calf and we build the altar for you. Build your calf and we raise the prayer meeting for you. Build your calf and we give you prayer band. I will give you worship team. Come, come and be praying with you in your house and your office. Even though I know that the business we are doing is corrupted. Be careful. Be careful. Because the end of it is very, very bad. It can lead to you and your generation being derailed from entering into the true fullness of God. They thought they were wealthy because they had earrings and all. They thought they had money to squander on idol worship. But what they did not understand, that the true wealth of a nation is in possessing your divine estates, is not in the gold or the silver. There are people who have money today, but they are poor very poor. They are generationally poor. They are spiritually poor. They are destiny poor. Why? Because they trust in the horses and chariots, in the gold and their silver, to the point that it has made it impossible for their hearts to receive the future. What did Jesus say? He said, that one whose bands were filled. He said, ah, today I will rejoice. Today I will show party. My bands are full. No need to walk. I have arrived. He said, today your soul shall be required of you. I believe it's a mercy act of God when he takes a man at a point when the man has sealed his heart to his idol. It is in mercy that God removes him from the earth so that there can still be a window for salvation for such a person. I hope we're together. So do not allow God shortcut your life simply because he knows that if you remain here, you will lose eternity. Don't let him shortcut your life. So instead, attend to the request and the demands of your consecration so that you can live a long, purposeful life. So that you can live a long, purposeful life. 
and you can gain more inheritance in the heavens. All right. So there they were. So God says, be careful of this priest. I also wrote on my book as we were praying, be careful of secondhand commandments. Commandments that are secondhand, handed from God to Moses, Moses to Aaron, Aaron to the people. Be very careful of secondhand or secondhanded commandments, secondhand commandments. Because secondhand commandments never have the same quality as when it is first-handed. What am I saying? What does this mean? Even in human nature, you tell somebody, go and tell this person this. By the time he tells that person, that person tells another person, that person is telling the fourth person. The originality of what was said has been corrupted by the process of transference of the information. So you, as a believer, have to recognize this, that every time a message is coming, that the message is being filtered through the preacher's experiences, the preacher's discipline, the preacher's life, the preacher's fears, the preacher's truths, everything, expectations. So many times, the originality of God's voice does not meet the people the way God really wants to say it or the way he said it. So what now happens is that it is necessary for every one of us to hear God for ourselves, to take back everything that is taught and preached. That's why I always encourage you to go back, listen, read every scripture, go through it again in yourself, because what we are supposed to do is to point you to Christ, point you to his ways, point you to his heart, but you are the one that must receive him for yourself. And you receive him by receiving the purity and originality of his word. You must go back. You must go back. You must go back. Do not make anything or anyone your idol. Do not embrace any standard that is not in the original state in which he was given. So he said to them, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Come, let's build the golden calf. But what did God say? Did he say, wait on me? Did he say, thou shalt not erect any idol? What did God say? At the time when God was releasing holy commands concerning idols and stuff like that, they were building idols. Isn't it that funny? How two seasons can be coexisting within the camp of God. So people are saying, well, ah, there's grace available. We can do as we please. Meanwhile, in that same camp, the Lord is releasing fiery commands. Be the ones who position themselves within the fiery commands of God, not within the ease that enables you to do the desires of your heart and to raise the idols of your heart. Let us all be careful. There was something that the Lord was saying to me today, and maybe I will touch a bit on it tomorrow. Uh, false, false completeness or false conclusions. I, I was writing down some scriptures. I will teach on it tomorrow. And he was teaching about when, you, when the Satan wants to deceive you into believing that you have concluded the process, but you actually have not concluded the process. And because you hang on to health measures, incomplete life's processes, you never amount into the full blessings of God. I will touch on it tomorrow and I will show you the scriptures. So let us be careful of health measures, health knowledge, health secondhand commandments. Let us make sure we go back to the Bible to get the first-hand instruction. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, I guess we can close. I've not, 
people of God, what shall we do now? Because we haven't entered our dreams today. <clears throat> we're on this journey together. What shall we do? We should continue dreams tomorrow. Let's continue the dreams tomorrow. Because um, I know that people have to, people have to go. People have work to do. Yes. So we'll continue the dreams tomorrow. But before we go, let's just pray. Because God has spoken to us a lot today. And he has touched us on really, um, what, what I call it, when God says things like this to me, I enter into godly sorrow. Things that should make you sorrow because you realize that, ah, ah, there are plenty in my life. There are plenty in my heart. I remember what I said to you about Sikarin Laban's idols, the wife that, um, that Joseph married, you know, carried idols from her father's house. And Libra was just like, please, 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 just give me my gods so that I can go, you know. So you have to be careful and pray for your family and pray for your children, pray for your spouses. Let them not carry idols that opens the door to the spirit of Laban, that opens the door to the spirit of Laban to, to come, you know, and, and, you know, come and, you know, um, chase after them. So we pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, I hear you, Pastor Stephanie. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we consecrate ourselves to you once again. We hear your word and we receive your word. We hack into your word this morning in the name of Jesus e la baros ketiva la kande bosatevelaha e sotelevele kira basonde we decree and we declare that we are subject to your word we are subject to your ways in the mighty name of Jesus marode kesendevelehi kapala lord god almighty basofele kiba give us the grace to embrace your truth consistently give us the grace oh god to consistently address the idols in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus idols in our careers, idols in aspirations. Father, give us the grace to consistently address them in the name of Jesus. We decree and we declare that we are walking free in the mighty name of Jesus. We are walking free. We are living free. We are engaging in destiny free. Begin to declare your freedom this morning. Say, I am free in the name of Jesus. I am free in the name of Jesus. I am free in the name of Jesus. I receive the power from on high to confront the matters of my life. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that the spirit of Laban, the spirit of Pharaoh, the spirit of Egypt is being broken off my life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I am at peace with receiving new life. I am at peace with receiving newness. I am at peace with receiving the future. I am at peace with receiving the needed journey from God. Even though I may not know what my promised land looks like, but I receive the grace to trust her, to trust the Lord, to trust God enough. Her. I receive the grace to trust him enough her, to go through the wilderness, adhering to his standards in the name of Jesus. Oh, Barakeza, 
And I pray for you that indeed you begin to experience miracles. Something will begin to break open in your life. Supernatural favor. Supernatural promotion. Supernatural open doors with organizations. Supernatural open doors with institutes. I see it happening right now because as we are dethroning certain standards, the Lord is not opening what he truly reserved for us. It is happening to somebody right now. It is happening to somebody right now. You are hanging out to a relationship you know is not of the Lord. As you renounce, as you reject, as you break, as you say, God, I severe my heart from this person's heart. As long as it does not align with your government, I put a hot iron, a hot iron of your word to cut my heart from their heart. And I declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit, I have the capacity to live apart from them that I may enter into the fullness of your destiny. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that lady, Lord, as she makes that decision this morning. God, I ask that you give her the grace, oh God, to see the word that you have allocated for her destiny in the name of our Lord Jesus. And God, I pray for Zuri. Today is her birthday. I ask, Father, that in the mighty name of Jesus, that you bless her. I ask that you strengthen her. I ask that you empower her. I ask, oh God, that even as she's standing and she's looking to you in this season, Father, I ask that in the name of Jesus, you give her the grace to wait on you. Father, I just pray, oh God, for her. The Bible says concerning um, Moses that when he became 40 years old, that he resolved his heart that it was better to be named among his people that to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was a time of resolution. It was a time of determination to enter destiny. I see concerning Zuri that you have come into such a season where the Lord says that this birthday is marking, is marking the season where you will be able to resolve to enter into everything that God has called you to enter into. So Zuri, in the name of our Lord Jesus, I just pray for you that God we give you a support system that would empower you to be able to step into destiny in this season in the name of our Lord Jesus, that we empower you to make the right decision. You will not make decisions that are uh, flighty, like Moses made. He went and killed an Egyptian, and so he became an enemy to the people he was meant to liberate. That will not be your portion in the name of our Lord Jesus, but I prophesy to you that God will give you revelation and wisdom. Even as you sit under the cloud of revelation or prayer, I pray that this same spirit will be your portion, and you will know how to navigate around all the, de all the decisions you need to make so that you can be productive in this new season of life. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. Have a powerful day. Have an amazing day. Have a spirit-filled day in the name of Jesus. And you know, if it's your birthday during the course of this world as we're going on, please feel free to mention it. Uh, we are a family. We are a community with that are bound together by prayer. So it is okay for us to pray for one another and to bless one another and to release God's goodness over our lives. God bless you. God bless you. And like I always ask, you know, support the work, support the ministry, support 
a person who blesses you. It is an anti, really anti-God, anti-Christ nature to not give, to not strengthen what strengthens you. The people that walked with Jesus, the Bible recorded that amongst the people that followed him were people who sustained him. They sustained his ministry. They sustained him financially. Christ never had a reason to beg. They took care of things. So resolve in your heart that you will also be one who takes care of things. Say to yourself that even as this woman and this ministry have set out for 21 days to pour into us, look, I don't joke with prayer. I take the time to fast with you, to pray, to study. I go and look for fresh bread every time. I go and study consistently. Why? So that Everybody may be ascending in revelation. I don't come here to do today pray that you will you know the same things over and over again. So resolve in your heart that as this was, I will be blessing them. That the way I remember, this is not about anyway. Let me shift it to the corner. But this is a spiritual principle, and ministers have become too afraid to say these things because of what the world has gone through, because of the abuse in the church, because of manipulation. I'm not manipulating you. I'm merely telling you the command of our God. He says, "These days, bring it into my storehouse, so that there will be meat." Bless the, 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 the ones that serve the Lord. The Lord says they are worthy of that reward. So I'm telling you what the Bible says. This is not easy version interpretation of scripture. It is simply basic scriptures. It is what the Bible says. You know, so uh, even as you come here month in, month out, you are receiving. It is wrong to not give. It is absolutely anti-God, anti-Christ. If you don't believe me, go back to the scriptures and read it and read everything that God has said concerning how his house should be taken care of and say to yourself, whatever vision these people need to fulfill, I will make sure it happens. Whatever this woman needs, I will make sure she has it. It's not for me. I am not a poor pastor to the glory of God and I'm not being prideful, you know, but it is the standard. It's the same thing with my parents. They have they have they don't need me i will send them because it's not about the, their bank balance it is about a spiritual principle it is what it is i don't care if my father likes it should be okay I, my father can give me the money i need to survive but every month i was send, and i wait for that phone call when they tell me god bless you god increase you you will never lack your children will surround your table you will this it does something for my life so i ask that you support you strengthen what has been done here. There's so much this year alone, the things God has told us to do, the places he's told us to go because we're an apostolic house. And, you know, I found out that many people don't even understand what the apostolic really means, you know, and stuff like that. So um, we actually are called to break ground in many places and it costs a lot of money. So to do everything God has called us to do this year, we need at least 250 thousand dollars don't let the money scare you. don't let it shake you it's small money very small two hundred and fifty thousand dollars we have to raise it and i told my team i said we're going to raise it in the beginning of we're not going to spend the year asking give asking people to come out it will not happen beginning of the year we have to raise that money and i believe that it is people here god will speak to that we give that money and i'm not trying to build a golden calf ask everybody on my team who are transparent with money I don't take a dime from people of influence. I don't earn any money for my ministry. The ministry doesn't do anything for me. Most times, 
so we travel, I buy my tickets to the nations. So I'm not asking this for my sake. I'm asking it for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the gospel. Should there be a time when the ministry can take care of me? Absolutely. When the time comes, we know. But for now, I give more to the ministry. All that I have, I give every time. So I am make this is a spiritual call. This is not a canal physical course. I'm not going to say if you can give 1,000, if you can give for come forward, whatever, you can do the math yourself, but be part of what we are doing, strengthen it. And I know that God who sees will bless, will strengthen, will increase, will multiply you so that you can consistently partner with him. Very, very critical. Um, and if, as I was saying it, your heart is doing like this, maybe money is still an idol check it and pray about it. We are not afraid of truth. Pray about it. Ask the Lord. Go back and read what the Bible says. I didn't even plan to make this call this morning, but I feel the need because you, if you break down something, you must erect something to replace it. It's this. It's called the principle of occupying in the spirit realm. So I've spoken to you today about illegal monetary wanting, but I must tell you what the truth also is and how God really sees it. You know, so God bless you, God strengthen you. And um, the Lord spoke to me yesterday about um, raising um, leaders. So I will be making a call later this week as I get better clarity. If you want to work closely with me and to be on my team, I'll be making a call for that. Um, I want to raise um, strong of people globally. I have a lot of people, you know, but I feel the need to train. I want to take you through a time of training and empowering to be able to do the prophetic apostolic work that God has called us as a house to do. Um, lastly, we actually... Um, we, we, we support, we strengthen, we pay for a lot of missionaries on the field. People don't know that. And somebody said to me, P.I., why don't you always say it? So like last month, we couldn't pay. I had to give somebody so they seed into my life. I had to put everything to the ministry so they could pay the missionaries, you know. So, but we're trying to set up a more intelligent system by which we can make sure that we are consistently taking care of the missionary needs on the field. So this year, for the first six months of this year, we need 30 million naira to actually be able to take care of 108 missionaries across 14 nations in the world to give them monthly stipends between now and um, within the first six months to give them monthly stipends, but also to send their children to school. So to send the children of missionaries also in these 14 nations, um, we also need to pay for their children for two terms. So um, basically, and to just have a little, like maybe 7 million in a post for intervention projects. So sometimes some missionaries are locked up and they need to be released from jail or some people need to be integrated back into society because they've given everything they have. They've given their money, they've given their lives. So when they come back, they are not able to reintegrate into society. Sometimes they're in water zones and we need to pull them out. You see, you need to begin to think like this about the kingdom. You need to think like this about the kingdom. If you know me, ask ministers i don't do my ministry i believe my ministry is everybody's ministry that's the calling of people of influence now network yes 30 million naira that's what we need that's what we need 30 million naira so it's not much michelle i don't know who michelle is but it's not really much so in usd um how much is that in usd bambi 
I think it comes to about 40,000 USD or 50,000 USD. Please somebody help me do that calculation, but that's what we need for the first six months, 180 missionaries and then missionary children, you know, to pay for two terms for them to attend school and for the missionaries to have stipend. When I say stipend, it's not one big money. There are some missionaries we take care of. Before POI began to give to them, they literally had to choose between do we buy toothbrush to brush our teeth or should we buy yam to cook to eat? Like the choice is that hard for them to be able to decide do we buy what we need for hygiene or do we, like it is wrong. We are the body of Christ. We are the church of God. The Bible says the money were brought to the feet of the apostles and they disseminated it to the churches across the regions based on the needs that they had. So this is part of the things that POI does. And <clears throat> I just don't know me. I don't say it much, but we have this need. So let us do it. We'll be accountable to you. We walk through um, also missionary networks who give us reports. So we'll give feedback consistently quarterly to say, this is what we've done. This is the fees we've paid. Here are the children, here are the families. These are how many missionaries you will get all your reports to know that a dime does not go into anything else. So God bless you. God increase you. If you want to strengthen and support this, you want to pick an area. So the missionary work is different from the 250 we are raising for all the apostolic projects that God puts in our heart to do this year. So those are two different things. So whatever the Lord tells you, of course, and we have POI running, you know, and I want to thank you guys. Last year, you gave us money to pay for the rent for the office, which is the influence hub, you know, which is the headquarters for POI, where every, the engine room, God bless you. I was thinking about it today. I was like, I don't know if we ever did a video to show the people the hub. So Pastor Bambi, please, let's do a video. Let's show them what their money was able to help us do. So God bless you for all of that. God strengthen you. We shall return tomorrow. And um, and I know that God is raising a formidable army in you and through you and with you. It's, it's happening. You are rising in strength. You are rising in knowledge and revelation. And you are rising in responsibility. One of the markers of a responsible, of a child that has grown up is that he becomes responsible for his father's business. You know, you're also growing in responsibility. You know, God will bless you. God will keep you. God will increase you. Um, and I will see you again tomorrow. Have a powerful, powerful day. God bless you. Pastor Stephanie, please. Thank you, Apostle. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. Um... Uh, we've heard the the word for today and also um, thank you, Apostle, for taking the time to just explain um, certain things regarding giving and, you know, people of influence. When we say POI, we mean people of influence and uh, prayer reading is one of the expressions of people of influence. Um, and PI has taken some time this morning to explain um, some of the, <clears throat> explain in details, you know, um, why we, um, what the resources go into, um, the missions work and a couple of other things that the Lord has laid in our hearts. So please, we've shared the link in the chats a number of times, links to give. People have asked if we um, have Venmo. We don't have Venmo. We have PayPal and Flutterwave. So with Flutterwave, you can give in any currency. 
um, from wherever you are. So please click on the link and give nothing is too big or too small as the Lord lays in your heart. Please give. God bless you. Um, I don't know if there are any other questions. If not, we'll close for today. May the Lord go with you. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord bless you. Um, and may he um, empower you by his spirit to take on today, to take on the responsibilities and the burdens that he lays in your heart in the name of Jesus. Remember, we are fasting. So please stay fasting, stay in prayer and stay in the word. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you again tomorrow, same time. Bye for now.